Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I want to thank all our supporters who continue to help us stay on the air. I'm looking at a lovely spring day here in uh, here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm looking at snow-capped mountains, blue skies, um, daffodils, and uh, all. this is a vindicating day. We stay in the winter, <laughs> but we get days like this, and this this like kind of like 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 you know, as the kids say, it just make us happy. You know, I mean, it's sometimes you just got to be happy and just be all right with being happy. Let your half cup of happiness float, uh, uh, just overflow. Got a couple of announcements here. One is that Mother's Police Accountability Meeting is this Wednesday uh, from 6 to 7.30 at 1405 25th, 24th Avenue in Seattle, 98122. Uh, it's at the Liberty Bank Apartment Buildings, a community room. And our topic is going to be continuing. What is what does community safety look like? Right, another one, another announcement is that the uh, the 2023 uh, KKNW uh, listener survey is available. Uh, you can go to the website uh, at www.1150kknw.com and take the survey. It's really important. You take the survey and uh, say all the good things is necessary. This is how the station can make uh, better decisions and all of that. And and I hope you can put a good plug in for mothers there too also. All right, so hey, this is this is our um, last Monday of this month. Wow, didn't it go fast? We had five Mondays, wow, you know, gee, that's a lot. That's a lot of programming. <laughs> one more, one more, one more Monday here. April does not have five, but, uh, but Mondays, but uh, May does because you got Memorial Day. So I want to just uh, talk, talk a little bit before I bring my guests on. It's going to be Ms. Frances Oliver down in Sampa, Florida. We're going to be talking about the governor and uh, what's happening in Florida because Florida might wind up being a bellwether state, especially around issues around African-Americans. So we need to pay attention to Florida. She'll be coming on a little later. But uh, first up is still uh, Women History Month. And I want to talk a little bit about Shirley uh, Chisholm. You know, she was unbossed, unbought and unbossed. Uh, she became the first African American woman to uh, to uh, win a, a seat in Congress. I mean, she was something else. I mean, she just didn't take any any stuff. She she just actually just uh, did her did her thing. I got uh, and then she also had the the gall the uh, and the courage to run for uh, for run for the United States president uh, nomination in 1975. That was before Jesse Jackson ever ran. She was the first uh, African American woman to to run. I uh, she did not get the party. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, she did not get the Democratic uh, nomination, <laughs> but she ran and she got issues out there uh, at that time. I moved to Seattle in 1975, so I probably wasn't paying that much of attention. I just had a little uh, had I had a little guy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I had three, I had four children and a, and a, and a baby that was six months old. So um, I probably wasn't paying that much attention that I might have might have been. I should have, but I wasn't. So, uh, but I, I know she did come to Seattle uh, and uh, she was really instrumental in empowering women, not only black women, but also white women. And, uh, uh, and, and, and she was she was the boss of New York City, though, uh, really and truly. And she did a, she did her thing in Congress and uh these are women whose shoulders we stand on, uh, who came before us and had great courage to stand up in America. It takes a lot of courage 
stand up. <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, because what you might want to stand up in might not be uh, popular. I mean, because Mothers Against Police Harassment wasn't, I mean, it was popular in certain certain uh, areas, but the name just kind of like turned people off. But uh, but sometimes you just have to have courage to do what's right because you want to be on the right side of history. And I'll say that Shirley Chisholm was on the right side of history. Uh, I, and I'm inspired by her and the work, she's, uh, work that she did. Uh, and all the, all the young women that she inspired uh, to come behind her, to be able to stand up, to run for Congress. I mean, and one, run for public office, because sometimes you don't win the first time out. Sometimes you got to try it again. Um, and it's a, lot, a lot of my listeners might be wondering, what happened to Mr. Rye? Well, Mr. Rye was coming on for often. Uh, he will be coming on here probably next Monday. I'll probably give him on because it soon will be the anniversary, the commemoration of the date that Martin Luther King was uh, murdered. Uh, 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 1968, April 4th, 1968. And I know that the, uh, I know that the, uh, the King County Council uh, coalition that, uh, King County uh, coalition that, uh, that, uh, that uh, Mr. Rise involved with always puts on an event. So he'll probably come on and talk about the event that's gonna be going on on August 4th, which is actually next Wednesday, I believe next next Tuesday uh, is, wow. It's, it's August, I mean, it's the uh, commemoration of, of the assassination and the murder of Martha, Dr. Martin Luther King. So our history is, uh, is, uh, is one that's um, webbed, uh, it's, uh, it's, um, it's up and down, our history is. We have, uh, it, it, we have a history that, that gives us joy, and then we have history that gives us sadness. And so uh, talking about the, uh, uh, Shirley Chisholm as the first African-American woman uh, in Congress, uh, and uh, and also the first African American woman to run for the United States uh, uh, president uh, 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 in 1975. She had, she, I mean, that took a lot of courage. But I mean, she was she was boss anyway. She had a lot of courage, uh, uh, and I've heard her voice. I mean, and I, I don't know if she came to Seattle or not. I'm not sure about that. But I don't know that she's also. Uh, you have you have the. It's, it's another organization that she started for women also to be involved with politics. And I'll have to get that name of that organization. So when I bring her name up again, I'll have everything I need uh, to talk about her. But um, one thing I want to talk about before I bring my guests on is I, I, I went to find out what's going on across the country. I um, got a call out of the blue yesterday from a, Reverend, a pastor named Dr., uh, Pastor Diane Lewis out of Akron, Ohio. Uh, they, I, it's, a, it's a grand jury going on right now, and they're setting up a community uh, oversight uh, 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 commission there uh, and uh, the appointing people. She's one of the people that's been appointed. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of power, but uh, it's a start. Uh, a young man, uh, a young man named Jalen Walker, uh, was killed um, uh, July seventh, July twenty seventh, uh, uh, twenty twenty two. Uh, they shot at him ninety times and forty six bullets uh, hit his body. Uh, the grand jury is still out yet, but the police officers, the nine officers already back to work. So if that's, uh, if they're already back to work, uh, I guess with eight police officers and they don't, and the grand jury has not even announced what, what the findings are, what the findings will be. So that's kind of like, wow, let me kind of know that maybe they already know something because these guys are back to work already. And that seems to be a problem, a real problem. Uh, at least in Memphis, the police officers got fired. I mean, and that's uh, that's how it should have been. They, they they should have gotten fired there in Memphis, and also with this case. But uh, 
I might be a might be an impulsive shooting. I guess uh, he was a uh, uh, he didn't stop his car, and then it was a chase, and then they got out and he ran. Uh, and I presume that they shot him in the back because he didn't shoot back at the police officers. All the bullets went one way, and so I guess every officer just kind of unloaded uh, all of the uh, uh, all of his chamber, all the chambers uh, uh, in the in, in the young man. So uh, he, I think he was twenty five. And I think the population there of black people in Akron, Ohio is 40, about 40%. They didn't invite the Department of Justice out and they thought that they, uh, they might be able to get some other action going, but they gave them a, a template. They gave them an idea and a model and how to set up a template on how to set up a community uh, uh, oversight committee. So uh, anyway, I, I, I'm gonna get her on my show. I talked to her yesterday, like she called me out of the blue. And uh, and so we will get her on Mother's Justice Show soon because they have to have all the appointments made by the 29th. Uh, and it got pretty good structure, though. It's going to be three appointed by the mayor and six appointed by the city council. So the six appointed by the city council will always have the most votes. And <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, I, I think that's going to be interesting. But it's just it's, they just make recommendations uh, and maybe bring information to the community. It does not have a lot of teeth in it. Most of these, most of these don't have a lot of teeth in it, uh, but uh, I guess it's a step in the right direction. But one of the things we talked about is that maybe the last uh, uh, final thing that black people can do is just boycott, just take our money out of the system. I mean, all it would take would be like eight months of taking, but don't ever take it back. I mean, that's what happens in Montgomery boy, boy, uh, Montgomery uh, boycott is that they stayed off the buses over 300 and uh, almost 300 and, uh, uh, over over a year uh, of not ride, excuse me, not riding the buses. But when the bus boycott ended and they could get on the bus and sit in where they want to, uh, they took their money back downtown. And uh, the area where the bus bus boycott begun, which is like old Montgomery now, uh, uh, it's uh, it's not developed. And my my form my stepmother who passed away who lived in who lived in Montgomery. Uh, on the same property that she was born on, she said that uh, the buses never came back. And so the transportation in that area, people never had an up with, up, up with, up with mo mobility, but they took their money back downtown, see. So if we ever do a national boycott again, um, a regional or a local boycott, you can't take your money back down there. Wherever you do, you just can't do it because they're gonna come back and continue doing the same thing. So, um, Anyway, that's that. That's some up, some update on on that piece. I had one more update here. Uh, uh, in in Virginia, seven deputies um, and three hospital workers have been charged with a crime. The grand grand jury came back and charged them uh, in manslaughter. And, you know, charged them in the death of uh, of uh, of this the young man. His name was like Ivo, and his last name was O T I E N O. Uh, and I guess he was having a mental health crisis. He had gone to the local hospital and then uh, they was taking him and transporting him to the psychiatric hospital there in Virginia. Uh, and uh, he had just, I guess he did some kind of gyration. He couldn't do too much. Let me let me be clear. He was handcuffed and he had he had leg irons on. He, he was chained down, you know, so he could barely walk. So he fell, I mean, they piled on him and they smothered him to death. Ben, uh, ben Benjamin Crump is on this case also. So they're all being uh, they're all being charged with, uh, with with the crime. I mean, rightfully so. So 
seven deputies and three hospital workers. Uh, uh, he, he was, yeah, he was, he was uh, handcuffed and wearing shackles. <laughs> Not a threat. I don't know how you could be handcuffed with shackles and wind up dead. I mean, now that's, that's just really a plain mystery. Okay, and then they all, you know, they all piled on it. So he, they, he, they smothered him to death. And uh, his mother uh, was saying he needed mental uh, uh, treatment. And uh, there, there's a double standard, though. I mean, most Black people don't have any way to be crazy in America. You know, we, we, it's, it's, it's no place for us to have a mental illness uh, uh, breakdown um, because we're not supposed to be humans. Only humans have human breakdowns. You know, the uh, we're not we're not looked at as human beings, so so that's not anything that that's afforded to us. So again, I want to remind you about Mother's uh, meeting uh, on Wednesday, uh, the 29th at six to six to seven thirty on at the Liberty Bank apartment building, community room on 24th Avenue, uh, nine eight one two two. That's 24th in Union in the community room. And what does community safety look like for African Americans? I mean, we have two important things that we have to work on. We have the, we have the issues around police brutality and harming us, but we also have uh, uh, issues in our own community about the, uh, people who look like us harming us. And so how are we gonna wed those two issues? I really, really don't know. But I think the time is coming for us to really have that conversation and be courageous. It's gonna take a lot of courageous people to write what, what's going on in our community I mean, and, and be all right with that. Because you know what? We've had 300 years of being seasoned. We spent 160 years now after, uh, uh, after Lincoln signed the paper. And all the rights that we, that we fought for has been really watered down. I mean, that we, affirmative action never really did happen in the way we thought it was going to happen. But also, just going back to Brown versus the Board of Education, <clears throat> that uh, it was about having equal, uh, uh, equal facilities never about integrating. It was, it was about equal facilities if you read the law. And in fact, I met uh, 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 Jeff Robinson the other day uh, at a conference at Seattle U. Uh, uh, and, um, and I mentioned that to him and he said, yeah, it was not, it, it was about, you know, it was about equal facilities. And instead of giving us equal facilities, uh, they, they decided to close all of the black schools uh, and, and bust the black kids uh, 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 to, to, to the other kids. And so, the, the, these things of equality, it's, it's just, it just has never happened. And so you, you look at what we've gone through, uh, and now people can talk about trauma and mental illness. Well, that was not on the table when I graduated from high school. Nobody even knew the word trauma. <laughs> you know, it wasn't even part of the lexicon. So time has really changed in a lot of ways. But nobody has ever, except for you got some Black psychologists out there, you know, you got Dr. Arisha Day. Uh, 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 and uh, she's doing uh, work about the uh, ancestor healing uh, and, 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 and trying to heal some of this uh, energy and, and uh, ideas that we that actually was handed down. I mean, and now science has said now that trauma is handed down through the placenta. So that means that we got a lot of stuff that was handed down through the placenta. We had 670,000 mixed race babies that was born during slavery. All of that was under duress. Uh, and, and then uh, all of the lynching that started after they, after they disbanded the, um, the, uh, the North Carolina and the South Carolina militias, uh, black militias that was organized after the Civil War. Because remember, we had 10 years, you had 10 years of reconstruction. 
uh, uh, now we had a little bit about 45 years and now they're trying to take that back. Those 10 years of reconstruction, people had to have their own protection uh, and, and they did. And uh, then they disbanded the, uh, those uh, militias and uh, confiscated those weapons. And that was, that was when the birth of the Klan came. Uh, the birth of the Klan, uh, it was no Ku Klux Klan as long as black people was, uh, was uh, armed in the South, uh, uh, armed in the South. And also I'm gonna go back and research about the amount of violence that they had after coming out of the first pandemic. I know there's not as many guns in, uh, uh, in circulation like it is today. Uh, but also, I mean, after the pandemic, uh, uh, the first pandemic came Bonnie and Clyde and, they, and the mafia. And that's when I think they got going really good in the 20s. Uh, and then you had the, the crash at the end of the 1920s. So anyway, I'm, I'm gonna research that because I'm interested in the, escalators, the escalation of violence after this pandemic and compare that to uh, 19, uh, 18, 19, 19, 19, and 19, But of course you didn't have as many guns. And you know, they wanted to limit the amount of guns that black people had uh, uh, in those days, uh, uh, just because they were afraid that we were going to kill them. But that was not the case. So I wanna just, I wanna just spend two more minutes here and I wanna talk about spring, what lifts me up. Because when you're doing this work that I've been doing for 33 years, who'd have believed it? Oh my God, gee whiz, high time flies. It hasn't all been fun, but it hasn't. I've met a lot of people along the way, a lot of people. But uh, what lifts me up and keeps my spirit going is my spirituality, the virtues, I do the virtues. But also spring, it is something about spring, uh, and especially when I can see a daffodil. It's like the sign of eternity. And it's like I made it through winter because we all know a lot of folks that we've known in every city didn't make it through winter. And so spring is here. And, uh, and, and in Washington state, in Western Washington, there's the tulips uh, that grows uh, uh, up in uh, uh, Mount Vernon. Uh, and it's, it's beautiful to see the tulips. Uh, I never saw that. I thought, thought that I'd see that outside of, uh, outside of a National Geographic magazine when I was a kid. But uh, they're lovely, and I haven't gone up in a couple of years, so I do plan to go up, um, uh, and I'll just talk about it uh, when I get going after I come back and going to visit the tulips. You'll always remember the tulips. So I uh, enjoy spring. Go out, you know, do something, uh, do something lovely for yourself or somebody else. Make a spring card like a kid and send it to somebody you love. Just do something different. I mean, you know, it's a different it's a different it's a different season now. And uh, we can be different in the world. So be good to other people also. We'll take a break right now uh, and come back with our guests. Uh, uh, you listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm the host of Walden. We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intra, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. 
For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Hi, this is Eric Ryder, Operations Manager for 1150 AM KKNW. We value your opinion and invite you to 1150KKNW.com to fill out the 2023 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses help us to shape KKNW to your listening needs. As an added incentive, when you fill out the survey, you'll have a chance to win an awesome prize. Complete contest details and your opportunity to help us shape this station can be found at 1150KKNW.com. All right, you listen to the Mother's Justice Show at 1150 AM KKNW. Thank you, Eric, for that long one. We needed that one. We got our we got our guest now, uh, Miss Frances Oliver, down in Florida. She had something else was going on, and so she's here. Hey, hey, Miss Frances, Miss Oliver, how you doing? Yeah, so she's getting on here, and uh, she looks like she's springing, ready to go, and she's getting that ready in just a few minutes here. Uh, you know, sometimes technology just kind of like does its own thing. And that's the one thing about technology. It does its own thing. <laughs> Somebody says it has a mind of its own. So um, we'll just give her a few minutes here while I talk about spring a little bit more, but she's uh, definitely just about on here. So um, anyway, and uh, she's, she's, a civil rights, she's a civil rights icon herself down in Florida. A lot of work about a lot of work on civil rights. She's still doing the work now. That's a right. That's exactly what she's still doing. Right. Well, that's right. While we're waiting for for, for, for Miss Francis to come on, uh, KKNW is doing a listener survey, uh, and then you get a chance to go in there uh, on eleven fifty. I on the website is www eleven fifty kknw dot com and take the listener survey. Please do that. I think it would be very informative. And also, uh, you know, all those, if you can, if if you listen to the mother's show, I'll let them know and what you like. So anyway, our show is about justice. And so I want to just go ahead and want you to do that. And it's going from, uh, it's going from the, uh, from, from this Monday all the way to the last Monday in April. So, okay. How's that? Take care. Be, make sure you do that. All right. I think my guest is ready. Hi, Ms. Francis. Hi, Harriet. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like you've already had a very eventful day, but we were calling that, you know, we were going to be talking about your governor and, and all this happening in Florida because it's, a, it's an issue for all descendants of the enslaved human beings, not the immigrants, because they might not understand that it's for them too, but they don't understand. I mean, because we're in the Constitution. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. The only one except, and also in 1929, uh, they amended the Constitution also, I think, to bring the Native Americans in as citizens also. But, you know, they're sovereign, still a sovereign nation. But everybody else, there's no other people in the Constitution but us. Uh, you exactly. know, uh, three-fifths, what was that? What was that? Three-fifths of a human being? What was that? Yes. We were there uh -huh. at, 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 and then we were down the 13th and 14th Amendment. See? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and you know, with the 13th Amendment, if you are arrested or incarcerated, then you still are not considered as a citizen. Are you no, still? No, and that's right. And that's why they made more crimes felonies because the misdemeanor didn't take away your rights to be a citizen, but a felony uh -huh. did. And they went in and they made a lot of crimes to be felonies that used to have been misdemeanors before. Uh, and yeah. again, because what we didn't know, I mean, it's not what you know, it's what you don't know that harms you. 
Uh, that exactly. what we didn't know is that a lot of people out there, you know, committing crimes and, and getting all these felonies, then you mm-hmm. have to get your rights back. Now, Washington State gives you your rights back after you, you come out of prison and you can apply and all your, all, you know, all your obligations are met. You get your citizenship right back. So we have a lot of Black people are uh, disenfranchised in the country that they were born in that it made them to be a citizen. And they did now they're disenfranchised see, because of being criminal activity. You're right about that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I got a... Um... I got a text yesterday from Florida Rising. Of course, I had heard of it. I'm part of that organization. And uh, there, they are the, uh, the ethics committee of the state of Florida is investigating all of our uh, supervised elections office because of what they did after the 20, uh, after the 22 election, they, Pull everybody who had a red who had um were on the record as a absentee ballot voter. Boy. So if you got in Florida, if you want to vote absentee in the 2024 election, you got to go back and register for an absentee ballot. Well, all of this is voter suppression. And watch this uh, Washington State. Once you become a uh, well, now we all uh, we all mail in ballot. I mean, uh, that's for the state. Uh, uh, but before that, once you requested an absentee ballot, it came to you until you requested that you didn't want it anymore. Exactly. That's the way it was. Yep, that's the way it was before twenty twenty two in Florida. Yeah. Well, Florida is going to be the place where the wake up comes from. I do believe that. Because everything that Florida is doing now, uh, it's it, it's absolutely going to take us back to the fifties. Everything, and uh-huh. uh, 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 everything, because in the fifties you couldn't vote. I mean, there was no voting. I mean, because you know we people lost their lives in Florida trying to register people to vote. Yes, uh-huh. uh, and uh, and uh, and so what we have, what we see in Florida. That's why I want people across the nation who's listening to my show to understand that Florida might be a bellwether state going the other way. Washington uh, State, California, uh, Wisconsin, uh, and and Connecticut are bellwether states. Whatever usually if laws are passed here, usually are passed across the nation. Florida might be a bellwether state going in the opposite direction and taking away (laughs) rights for people. And that's why people need to pay attention to Florida because a lot of the people who don't like us and and, and, and wish we weren't alive live now moving to Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're moving in groves of Florida. Uh, And and so that's why I want you on to just kind of like let's kind of let's kind of lay it out for the people across the country and also the for the people, but also uh, you know what Florida, did. you know what what you know I'm gonna have to say a couple of things and then I'm gonna let you have the floor. I mean, oh, uh, okay. affirmative affirmative action um, actually did not uh, what affirmative action did. It gave a few black people out of millions. I mean, you know, I might I'm just I'm just gonna say it this way. We, a few, some black people got some good jobs. Most black people did not because they wasn't educated at the level to get the jobs. But also a lot of people who got the good jobs, they stopped being a civil rights activists or a person because they had a boat and they don't want to rock that boat. I mean, yes. so like you talked about in Florida, so many people don't come out to vote. I mean, so many people don't participate. 
because they yeah. think they, they 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 think they're protecting their little piece of the pie. But what they don't understand about about America, everything in the system is redundant. Uh, and uh, just because they gave you something 40 years ago, don't think they try not let Roe B. Wade be the be the example in your head. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that was that that was established case law. That's right. Uh, and they and they brought that one to show us something. And mm -hmm. uh, and and to understand, I mean, when they brought abortions on, when they passed the law, they thought really that it would be a lot of us not here. Do you think they would be crying if a lot of black babies was being aborted today? I mean, nobody, no, I mean, we no. didn't, nobody mm -hmm. would be crying for black babies, okay? Uh-huh. I mean, the count is down for white babies. Yes. That's the problem. And the truth, truth be told, if the white count was up, uh, nobody, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't try to overturn Roe Ro B. Wade. Nope. Nope. See, see, nope. Uh, uh, but, but the president has been set case law in our lifetime, twice now, twice, because we, we old enough to know. Remember when it came on? It did it didn't bother me because I was bad, you know. I mean, I wasn't caught up in that uh, uh, at all. Uh, and I know a lot of women was dying and those kinds of things. But now here we are again, and and and, and we're a, a, a several decades older, and the case law has been established in our in our face that they that they overturned the law that was that that was established law, and that's why what we're going what we're talking about and what you want to get the word out is real important about about Florida and Florida yes. might be a bellwether state. Yes. And another thing, Harriet, a lot of people don't really realize until they come to Florida and don't see very many black people that we're only 15% of the population. And hey, that, 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 that's a real switch compared to what it was uh, 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 when we graduated in 1963. <laughs> when no, we were less. In that, in that, in that, in the sixties, we were less populated. We were really? less in the population. Yes, we were. At when I ran, and I ran for school board in nineteen seventy six, and at that time we were only ten percent of the population. Well, really, well, I guess because we lived around, because because our community was all black. I thought the world was black. Well, no, we, <laughs> and we know, still lift I, every voice and sing every day. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't um, I think the world was black? And mama didn't want that's no right. TV. That's what we you know, we didn't have no television in our house because she wouldn't allow it. She only read the, the black papers. So that's I must right. have thought I must have thought we had way more population. That's than that. right. <laughs> and we went to town on the weekends when all blacks went to town. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't see. We didn't see any white folks because we went to school with black people. We uh we went to church with black people and we went shopping. We went shopping on special Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving and New Year's. And that's when all the black people were going shopping. And so we did. We thought everything we thought we the world was black, Francis. You that's know, right. we, we did all we did we saw uh -huh. voices sing everywhere we went. We just knew we lived in a black world. That's right. And uh, this is why we are calling. For, we are calling for marchers. We are calling for letter writers. We are calling for anyone that feel like they want to help us out in Florida. And if you are in Florida and uh, 
Uh, you can get in contact with the state NAACP and check and see if there's a march that day. And maybe you can donate an hour to march if you're in Florida, because we there will be we're going to Tallahassee Wednesday. There will be a march almost every day until until after this legislation is over. Okay, so when does the legislation start? When 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 is they when is, when do they go? Oh, they already they already in 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 up in Tallahassee now. The the lawmakers are already there now, and they they close this session uh May 29th. Okay, so and you know okay, they've okay. already made up their mind what they're gonna vote where they, how they gonna vote. Oh yeah, because they, they they smug, you know they got they got to they got the votes. Mm -hmm. You know one thing I I know about life, you never put a motion on the floor that you ain't got the votes for it. So so same That's way, right. and the same way, uh, same well, way. I think that Sanders made sure he had the votes for every one of his bills, and that is oh. why our supervisor of election offices are so messed up. You know he made sure that the people that they put in. When I say they, I mean Trump. DeSantis and the Republican Party. Well, okay. Um, wow. And um, so when when when's, when is the first day of the march? Oh, we marched. I, I was in Tallahassee about two weeks ago. We marched okay. about two weeks ago. And uh and we uh we we I'll be in Tallahassee Wednesday, and then there's another march that the the uh six-day march is six days. No, it's three days. And then we're gonna march from Quincy, from Quincy, Georgia. Is it Quincy, Quincy, Florida? Is it Quincy, Florida, Quincy, Georgia? Florida. Anyway, it's a Quincy, Florida. Quincy, Florida. <laughs> okay, we're gonna march from We're gonna march from Quincy, Florida to Tallahassee. And I think wow. it's like 21, it's 21 miles. Wow. Well, Francis, did you ever think we'd see this again? No. No, no. It's, it's no, almost no. like I'm going right back through the sixes again. At my right. age, I should not be out there marching. But in the sixties, I was a I was a college student marching because uh, our parents couldn't march because they would lose their job, they would be harassed and everything else. So the college kids march. Now I'm almost eighty, and I'm still I'm marching again because. <laughs> My children can't get out there march because they're afraid of losing their jobs or being harassed. Well, and also we're marching for the for the generations unborn, Francis. Because if because yes. if this if we don't win this, our our great grand and great 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 grandchildren will be born back in Jim Crow. And, I mean, really, yeah. that, that's that's they're, really they're, what this is about. This is this really is about our. There. That's right. You know, they're headed back to Jim Crow on a fast train. On a fast track. But we're gonna have mm -hmm. to derail this guy because I and you know I'm looking to find out when did his ancestors come to America? When did the Santas get to America? We have to start talking about how long we've been here. I mean, yeah. really and truly, we gotta change the narrative. And I'm looking to find out when does his ancestors come to America? Uh and what you know, what boat they came on. Because he hasn't been, you know, he might have been born here, but his uh, his ancestors weren't born here. And they did not, they were not here before the Civil War. We've been He's here Italian. since the Civil He's Italian, isn't he? Yeah, he's Italian. I came uh -huh. from Italy, but uh, you know we've been here since the Civil War, yes. uh, and uh, and and we have to start change the narrative uh, on this stuff because all these new people uh, are coming, think they've been here longer than us, and go and still want to boss us around. But I'm interested for and listening and and finding the the, the, uh, the southern strategy 
because this has been a strategy ever since Johnson signed the Civil Rights Bill to take back everything, you know, uh -huh. because they refused to integrate. I mean, that's why they have all the Christian schools and, uh, and the other schools, because they never wanted their kids to go to schools with black kids. And, you know, for a fact, you know, the 28,000 black people, teachers lost their job when integration came in and they never taught yes. again. Yes. They never taught, but they came up with a strategy and then, then they brought in special ed. Because they said they didn't want the boys and the black boys in the classroom with girls. I want to get my hand on that document to see how, how many of these things they have already achieved. Because they're teaching their children. They must be teaching their children the strategy. Because their children are just as mean as the parents. <laughs> oh, this new Jim Crow? The, yeah. thing, the thing about this new Jim Crow, um, you we knew who the old Jim Crow were. Word. That was all the white people in the South. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, but, <laughs> but this new Jim Crow, this new Jim Crow, we got so, like I said, we Blacks are only 15% of the population in Florida. Whites are 71%, and the rest of them are Hispanics and uh, other races. So you don't know now, I don't think everybody in Florida belongs to some type of white supremacist group. I really don't, but you can't tell the difference, you know, because you're working on the same job, you're going to the same school. It's like, like now, you don't even know who the enemies are. Well, but also, we know that during slavery, 50% of white women owned slaves. In, uh, uh -huh. in but, but also, uh, a lot of people don't have courage, see, because it, nobody wants to go down in history as a nigga lover, you know, they don't. Yes. And so a lot of times, uh -huh. they will not, they will, they will stand back and watch yes. somebody else get hurt before they speak up. Because yes. we, the only people in America who fought for our own liberation, okay, the, the Native Americans was fighting, uh, they were fighting to maintain their sovereignty. Yes. Uh, uh, but we fought, there's a different fight. They were fighting to maintain their sovereignty on the land that they already owned. Uh-huh. We were fighting for freedom, uh, for our own freedom on the land that we were transported to. Yes. And we fought for our own liberation. And mm -hmm. I think we're going to have to tell these stories again, because I just don't think, I mean, integration has really dumbed down the education on, on purpose. I mean, to make sure that black kids don't know who they are. And then they have all of this distraction that's going on uh, uh, and all of that stuff. But, uh, you know, let's and, take a and, break. And, and Harriet, it, it has always been from slavery till now. It's always been about education. That's right. Always. They didn't right. want us to read in slavery. And they don't they want us to read now. <laughs> and they don't want us to read now. It has it has always been about, it's education. Been about education. Let's take a break here and uh, come back and get some more of this good Florida talk. Listen to Mother's Justice Show. We can take a break. We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about... Well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. 
Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Washington. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Washington State Secondary Athletic Administrators Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Wall, and it's my joy to be on there on this wonderful spring day and want to bring my wonderful guest in, civil rights icon from Florida, Ms. Uh, uh, Frances Oliver. Uh, she's almost 80, but you know what? She, she sounds like she's 17. Come on, Francis. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Francis. So what else do you want to talk about? Tell me about the Divine Nine. What's that now? The Divine Nine. That's Black fraternities and sororities. Right. Okay. Now, he has a bill that's called uh, uh, Congressional Bill 99. And that is to, to put some kind of um, some kind of legislature or uh, some kind of uh, thing about Black fraternities and sororities on state campuses. Okay, oh. so if you so if you go to it, might be if this bill passed, it's gonna be sort of like the book bill. We made sororities, certain sororities and fraternities may be pulled out of state schools. Well, is this is well? What about the white sororities? They got white sororities. Yep, they do, but they and, they got they got white writers of books too, but they ain't pulling them out the schools. Okay, well this is a civil rights issue, so he's just racking them up. He's yes. just racking it up, and uh, and, yes. and, and and Crump is our uh, Benjamin Crump is our is our is our Thurgood Marshall of the day. That's so right. He, he's, he's just racking them up like they did in the fifties, you know, and really and truly. Thing. So now because that's the educated elite, so. So it's okay because you got all you got all the gang members locked up. Okay, so you know okay. you know they felons. When they get out, they can't go nowhere. They can't get a job. They can't get housing. So they're going back to prison. So we don't have to worry about them. But we uh -huh. got this educated elite who went yep. to the finest schools and doing some fine work. I got a cousin down in Tampa. She's she's in the sorority, and I know they're gonna be on it. I don't know which one she's on, but she's highly organized in Tampa. Her name is Jocelyn Walden. I mean, uh -huh. that, she, uh, that she's yeah, related Jocelyn to... Jocelyn and her mother. I know Jocelyn. Jocelyn and, and her mother. Both are AKAs. They my sorrows. Okay. Well, I know I know they on it because she's a little fireball. I haven't met yep. her yet, but she's on it. And you know what? I need to call her and ask her what what are they doing down in Tampa? Because, uh, you know, like I said, I don't hear very much of what any of the organizations are doing. I, well, I heard I hear about the new organizations like Fraud Horizon, Equal Grounds, the Dream Defenders, and all of these are young groups that have that have come up. You know, when the college kids when we were marching back in the 60s, we had Snook. Okay. Well, these are these are organizations that you would compare to Snook in the 60s. That that Michael Carmichael uh uh, uh Carmichael okay. mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, um, you give her a call then because really, if, if they sleep on this, well, we back. We absolutely back in Jim Crow because they, they got the world with all. They got the they got the education, they got the wit, they got the money, and they got the contacts. But I'm gonna tell you something else, Harriet. He, you know, he passed this bill uh, in the last legislation about if you march it over fifteen, you could be arrested. Oh. If you're marching over 15, you in a uh, how can you be arrested? Just like they did in the 60s. They throw us in petty wagons and put us in jail. If it's a okay. group of more than 15. Oh, if it's a group of more than 15. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? You just get you just get your church banner out there and say, you know, hey, you know what? See if they're gonna resurrect, you know, see how that's gonna work out. I mean, he's you know, he he's 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 giving these white people red meat. Because they're all yes. racist, okay? Yes. And I uh, because they want the Negro back in this place. Back in this place. You, that jail thing, that jail thing didn't stop us in the 60s. And that it ain't jail gonna stop us now, now either. Because it's you know not what? Gonna stop I mean, us you, now. You, you, you know what the Divine Nine got the power to do is to call a national boycott in Florida. Now they got yes. that kind of clout. Huh? Yes. Yes. They have that kind of clout. Uh-huh. And the, the, like I said. The NAACP back in the 70s was sued so many times until they, they take baby steps now. Because, you know, they're well, not. Yeah, that. you know what? And that's too bad. That's too bad because, you know, these other people ain't taking no baby steps. No, they're, they're taking not. giant steps. You know, you remember we used to play uh, Mama May I? You remember uh -huh. we used to play that Mama May I and you take a yeah. giant step? Okay. Uh -huh. These people are taking a giant step. And you know why they're so far ahead, Francis? It's because before, before affirmative action, we were the most organized group of people in America, in the world. We taught uh -huh. the world how to organize. And after affirmative action, people got good jobs and they stopped organizing. But guess what? These people took a page out of our book. They've been out there organizing now for 40 years, going on 45 years. They have not went home. We used to yes, didn't right. go home. Our people now come out around when the police kill somebody rightfully, so then they go home. I, I, but one thing I know about organizing, you have to organize during the ebb and during the flow. You don't go home. You that's don't right. go home, see? And that's, that's what right. I learned coming out of segregation. I learned this, see? I learned this piece coming out of segregation. I really but did. So you cannot compare Florida with any of the other Black Belt states. No, you, you cannot. cannot do it because they have already staked the cards against us. That's why we need, just like the black people went to Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Georgia, and got laws passed and put those people in the office, we need the same help here in Florida. Well, you called out for help there in Florida, and uh, Francis, I mean, I'm gonna have you back on because we, we still got a few more minutes here. But also Mississippi has passed some laws to the people who put people back in Jim Crow. I'm gonna go and research it, but I've heard that Mississippi put some more laws on the book. See, uh, uh, you know, I mean, but see, one thing, one thing that our people have been so distracted, believing that all this stuff, all this stuff that they see on TV, all this stuff on TikTok, except for a few exceptions, and all these people pick, picking up guns. I tell people every time a black man pick up a gun and hurt a black person, white man wins. Every time yes, a black man true. go to jail, the white man, this is a chess game. And we have to be understand this is a chess game, and we're and, and we're at war. We've been at mm -hmm. war here for a high, ever since Lincoln signed the paper. They've been figuring out trying to and if oxygen ever if since Reconstruction, out, ever since we since reconstruction. And this is the end of the second Reconstruction, and that's what they're figuring out. 
okay, uh-huh. reconstruction lasted 10 years and this is the end of it. But see, mm-hmm. the young people don't sometimes don't want to hear us because they actually been brainwashed to think that everything is cool. It is not cool. It's not cool. And see, well, so another thing, another thing the young people have done, we weren't allowed to do, and our parents weren't allowed to do. That's borrow money and get in debt. Well, that, that's right. Everything my grandma always got, it was all you know what? It was paid for when it came in the house. My mama didn't even borrow a cup of sugar from the neighbors. Right. You see what? But now our children have borrowed the money to buy these big houses, That's these right. luxury cars, cars dollars for a car. $30, uh-huh. $30, all this money. And then it's nothing. It's another way. See, in a great so They, stuck. they yeah. stuck and they they at the white man's command. Because right. if you don't do it, I will take you. Take I will, yours. That's right. Repossess. I fix it where you don't have that house no more. You don't have that car no more. That's right. Especially that's right. in Florida. Because like I said, we're 15% of the population. Well, but all, but but also the other thing about integration, at the end of the day, every penny that we have go to somebody else. Because we spend our money outside our community. And so uh, it's economic development for everybody else except us. See, I... Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but we got some education to do. I mean, uh, hey, 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 us elders, us elders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't yeah, nobody so going to turn me around, Harriet. I'm a monster. Ain't nobody going to turn me around either. Hey, I mean, I sing Little Every Voice and sing every day. That's and right. Seven, seven days a week we sing. Wherever we want, we sing that song every day. And every if, people day. Were they, if people were sending their kids out the door with Lift Every Voice and sing every day, but when they got to school, they'd be somebody. They absolutely uh-huh. would be somebody because that's that song will put you on the right track. Well, well I tell you, you know the latest book they took out the schools was Rosa Parks. <laughs> well, you know what? One thing, you know, if I, you know, one thing we do need to do, we just need to start our own Saturday schools and teach our kids our kids our history themselves because that's uh-huh. how we learned it. We nobody taught us black history. We learned it ourselves from black people. That's right. We, we we learned our own history. Nobody taught us black history. Um, nope. No pictures up around the world. I mean, you know, we came out knowing Black history, what we did know. So now mm-hmm. it's all, it, all it is, you know, hey, what we also got to teach them is how to eat Black eyed peas and beans again. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's well, right. Francis, you know, united together we stand, okay? All that's right. right. They, that's right. That's right. Because Y'all come to Florida and help us out. All right. Well, then I'll get some more information for me and I'll be announcing it on, on my show, okay? Uh-huh. And we're going to send out some GoFunds and some all this kind of stuff to right here, right here in Sanford. We got we we fight for another district. We fighting for six districts. We still only got four districts. And what yeah, well, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, you know, because time, you know, next time I just bring you on to give you a whole hour. Well, listen, this is good. So you keep it up. My prayers are with you, your family. And everybody down there, because I'm always a Floridian, okay? I mean, hey. Okay. <laughs> okay, always. All right. All right. All right. Take care. Loving you. Good and to see you. thank you for spreading the news for us. All right. I'll do my best I can. All right. You take All right. care. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. Remember, we have our, our Mother's Justice meeting uh, this Wednesday from 6 to 7, uh, 30 p.m. at the 40... Liberty Bank Building at 1405 24th Avenue, 98122. Hope to see you there. See you next week. Take care. Have a good week. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles.
Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today.